All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Warner and the Rams, who have gone three and out, back-to-back possessions. They go under center with three receivers to the right, one to the left. Warner back to throw. Airs it out. Deep down the right side, and the pass is caught by Isaac Bruce. He breaks away at the 30. Bruce to the 20. Bruce to the 10. Touchdown. Touchdown, St. Louis Rams. Isaac Bruce, 73 yards. And the St. Louis Rams, for the moment, have the lead. And they held that lead and they won Super Bowl 34. The offensive coordinator of that team was Mike Martz, the architect of the greatest show on turf. He ended up as the head coach after the retirement of Dick Vermeil. And joining us live on KMOX, a man that I covered and enjoyed every second of it. Mike Martz, how are you, coach? Good morning, Tom. I'm doing great. It's a little great. wet, but I'm too good. <laughs> it's great to hear. It's great to have you in St. Louis, by the way. What brought well, you, you back to St. Louis? We've got two kids back here. One's getting married, and and our daughter uh, Emily's had, it's got a small baby here that you know it's just a year and a half old. So we've got family, and you know we've we've always liked living here. We've got a lot of friends here, very comfortable, and you know, we just would prefer to live here. I know it sounds crazy to some people, but it's, it is better than being in San Diego. And people forget, Mike, you spent nine seasons. If you include the first two years, the team yeah. was here, you were on the staff and then coordinating and head coaching. And for those nine seasons, your kids were pretty young and going to school and making their own friends in town. They were, you know, they went to Lafayette high school out there and um, made a lot of friends that they, obviously they stayed, two of them stayed here. So, yeah, it's uh, it's such a it was a great experience for us, and coming back, we're very happy we did. Uh, yeah, we're excited about being here. A grandbaby will do it every time I hear. Uh, it, it, I, I was taking bets on whether Dick Vermeil would cry when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. That was a sucker bet, right? I mean, everybody knew he would. Talk to us about what it was like for you to watch him. I was, I was so excited for Dick. It's so well deserved. Um, you know, you, three teams that he basically built into winners. Uh, I don't know who's ever done that before, but uh, he was so well-deserved. Uh, he was such a, a good leader for us. I learned a, a great deal from him. I was very excited for him. And I had a great time chatting with him recently at the Jack Buck Awards on stage at the Missouri Athletic Club. And, man, he still tells great stories. And I know you do, too. And you think of all those names that are now in Canton with Vermeil and Falk and Warner and Pace and Bruce and Aeneas just and and now Tory Holtz a finalist again. Mike, what a story you wrote here in St. Louis. Well, those are it was just one of those like we said time a special place in time. You know, we we kind of knew the kind of people that we had. There's there's plenty of gifted athletes in this league, but there there are not many very unselfish players. And when you get them all together, great talent together, and they're all unselfish and and they just want to win and do their part as best as they can. It's uh, it's unusual. And that's, you know, great teams like that. And that was a great football team. Now that was those, those great teams have a, at the inner 
core of it, a very, very unselfish attitude. And I think it's one of the big reasons we won. I mentioned this earlier, our event, an evening with Mike Martz. It's next Thursday, January 26th, St. Clair Country Club, 6 to 8. Tickets are at eventbrite.com, an evening with Mike Martz. And I've told people, Mike, that they can ask questions. I'll have plenty. I said he'd rather answer your questions than mine anyway. That's okay. <laughs> and I said Mike was always candid. You know this, Tom. Some of the best sound bites we ever had were at Rams Park with Mike up there. Did you ever say anything, Coach? Then you walked away and said, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. Or, oh, I can't believe I said that. No, no, I just, when I took this job, when I did that, and I know the agent, my agent and whatnot, they just do this, do that, but I was trying, I just always tried to be as honest as I could, um, and if, the only thing that ever bothered me when people would, would want to know wh- who is responsible for that bad play, and they think that that's why we lost the game or whatever, and I just, I just refused to, to go there with any of those discussions, you protect your players and your coaches, and you know, if you take the bullet if you have to, but that's fine too. But, you know, that would be the only part where I just wasn't forthcoming, but I just felt like people, you know, deserve to have the truth. You still coach while you're watching, like on the NFL games? Are you saying, oh, what are they? Well, that's a terrible call. Or, oh, they got to go deep here. Do you do that watching the games? Yeah, I, there, there's, <laughs> there are many times that uh, it's not so much what they should be doing as, is just the technical aspect of what they're doing. Um, I think there's such a lack of practice, you know, the offensive line, some of their footwork and the quarterback's footwork and stuff. I just, it drives me nuts. Um, it just like, they don't practice that stuff sometimes. And, and I know they have such limited practice time. It's hard to get all that done, but we, we had that kind of time and I, I relish the time with the players because that's where they really get better you know, when the attention to the details and some of the details today just aren't there. Mike, last thing for me, and uh, you would know this as well as anybody, St. Louis is a great football town. Uh, we're currently the largest market without an NFL team. Is it hard to see uh, St. Louis without a team knowing what you experienced? Yeah, it, it really is. Um, people here are so loyal and they, they just have such a conviction about their teams whether it's football, hockey, or baseball, it doesn't make any difference. I just think that eventually they'll get a team. I really do. Um, it's unfortunate it happened that way, but uh, there's nothing to do about it, obviously. But, you know, the TV market, and because of where it's located, is the argument, you know. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it seems to be what they base things on. And, Mike, you were there at the end in Anaheim, right? It was they needed to get out of there by the time, and you were part of that honeymoon. That was a fun time in '95. Even playing in a baseball stadium like Bush, that was a certain. <laughs> that the town was going nuts when they first arrived. It was so exciting. I got to tell you, even in the baseball stadium, we were out there in the, it's the worst field in America for football. I mean, it was <laughs> awful. They had they had pieces of uh, acid turf nailed down to the you know the pitcher's mound and stuff, and it would tear up and. But there was such an electricity in the air. The fans, they just, uh, they, once they sat down, they just, they started yelling all the way through. I've never seen anything about, you know, like that. Mike, whether it was before the game, after the game, at press conferences at Rams Park, in Rick Smith's Chardonnay Lounge, wherever it was, <laughs> <I'm a comb>. <laughs> you, <laughs> you were, uh, you were one of the best uh, to ever uh, cover and really enjoyed everything that you did for us. And I'm glad that you're back with Martin Kilcoin for this event to benefit the Alzheimer's Association in Larsh. Uh, it's at St. Clair Country Club in Belleville, January 26th. All the best with it. And uh, thank you for doing this on KMOX. 
Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you having me. Great to have you. With Carol Daniel, Tom Ackerman, Martin Kilcoin, thanks for uh, being with us today. Great to be here. I'm going to wait in my car. I'm going to follow Tom home, okay? With, <laughs> with the rain, the driving, I'm going to see if Tom snaps. And if he doesn't, then he can still run for office. Right. What are uh, we doing, What folks? are we doing what here? Are we doing, folks? All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.